Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. I am Cowboy Reed. Cowboy. Mm. Today, Stanford Steve talks the implications of the conference championships on the college football playoff, discusses Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley's head coaching hires to LSU and USC, and gives his Week 13 NFL gambling picks. Also, James Coe on Week 13 fantasy football. Now, here's Chris and Macon with a Thursday Night Time Machine. Thursday Night Time Machine. What's the tally? Seven, three, and four. <clears throat> so, do Ish. I have to win out? Macon went two. He won two and law, and you guys both lost the other game, Thanksgiving games. Wait, wait, wait! No, two. no, no. We both lost because I like hearing that. Reed, yeah. yes, no, because I got lost. Chicago over Detroit. Yep. And then we both lost we both Dallas lost Vegas. The Raiders game. So and then what was the Buffalo one? I won yeah. that one. Macon said 34-24. Chris said 31-23. Oh, really? Damn, yes! dude. It's over. 8-2-4. and four. It's over. It might be. That just ended it. I'm going to the Waffle House. Damn. No. If you get a score exactly, you get three points. All right. Dallas 27-17. Wow. <laughs> you got the same score. Uh, nearly, I said Dallas twenty-eight sixteen. Okay, I'm actually not in a bad spot there, but who the fuck cares, right? I do. <sighs> I care. Well, I, I do care about this about this ball game. I really said thirty-one twenty-three. God, did I really? I just, I just believed you. I just believed you that that the Bills would roll. No, I believed you that that you had you had won that one. I, I don't th- believe I that you. I, won, I thought I won that one. Yeah, I don't think it was an intentional mis. No, I wasn't intentionally misleading. Um, okay, ball game. I just don't think I. The Cowboys are wounded, uh, but they're getting some guys back at receiver. Here's my biggest concern: Can Dak, and I think he can, can he make the throws uh, when they challenge his receivers? Those are going to be few and far between this week because I think they're going to live underneath. I think eventually they grind this thing out and win it. Lately, though, they've been challenged on the outside, and, and uh, they have lost. 
a hobbled Taysom Hill, no Camara. That's the big thing, dude. And that's why you got to bet the under. No Ram, I know, I Rams. Know you, I know you guys are hearing it. this. Ram checks out, Camara's out, and Taysom Hill is all you got. I don't think you need to overthink this one. Hope not. Kingston. Yeah, what's up? Big gambler. What's the longest you spent playing poker in your life? <laughs> consecutively. Uh, once played consecutively for approximately 45 hours back in the day. Ridiculously. What'd you do? Did you pee like just pee yourself like one of the race car drivers? You're allowed to stand up and go to the bathroom when you the play poker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw a movie last night called The Card Counter. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, bro. I recommended it to you. I watched it on the plane to Vegas. I feel like you said something about it. That's why. So Oscar Isaac's great. Didn't love the movie. The budget was about six dollars. Not that the budget made like the way it was shot, but uh, but it was interesting. I was really learning some of the uh, the card counting things. I might go to the casino and make some money. I might quit podcasting. Mm. Yeah, it was a cool movie. It was about like blackjack and poker and revenge. I liked it. Yeah, it was solid. It was a solid watch. Uh, make probably not going to see it, but uh, it's about card counting. Worst movie tattoo I've ever seen. Oscar Isaac's tattoo in that movie was the worst movie tattoo I've ever seen. I don't, I don't remember what it said, but put it on a social. People will know what I'm talking about. If they've seen the movie. He was supposed to have gotten this tattoo in prison. It's the worst tattoo I've ever seen in a movie. The font doesn't even work. Nobody tattoos that font in prison. Nobody remembers what I'm talking about here, but trust me. Coral Gables, Florida. Hello. This week on Fucking the podcast. <laughs> can I apologize to them? Please. This week on the podcast, our guest, Barrett Jones, spread false information about the state of the facilities at the University of Miami being the thing holding them back uh, in finding the next great coach. Many Miami fans took to Twitter to voice their displeasure, and we totally get it. Some called Macon and I ass clowns for standing by. To set the record straight, Miami has overhauled their facilities in recent years, and I want you to know that. The problem has more to do with inexplicable mediocrity. But you guys have one big thing in common, Barrett Jones in Miami, versatility. He's the only person to win both an Outland and Remington award. They're two separate awards. You guys have facilities in two separate cities. Barrett and you also have the same number of ACC championships in football. Huh. Now here's the deal. This is the first time one of our guests has ever gotten flamed for saying something that was objectively false. I don't know anything about these facilities. On the social, we're laughing. We got caught laughing. We're laughing because we think the city's so fucking spread out. It's an inside joke. And uh, for that, we are just another crew of college football media talking heads scared to death of what Miami could become again, says uh, DK Reddy on Twitter. I am shaking in my boots, man. I mean, like, it's coming. May I read my formal apology? Sure, yeah. 
Sorry that you suck, but think you should not suck. You suck. Respectfully yours, Macon. <laughs> Listen, man, Barrett said something false. In all seriousness, I want to clear that up. Miami has beautiful facilities, um, and I'm sure all the players that visited those facilities and then took their talents to places like Louisville uh, can attest. So listen, you guys have nice facilities. It's sunny 365 down there, okay? Like, I'm going to stop being an asshole. There's a lot of good re. Well, it's uh, sunny or overcast and, like, tropical stormy. I like... I like Or hurricanes. Well, let's... South of sunny in Miami is good all the way to hurricane for me. It could be a thunderstorm, it could be raining, you could see a storm coming in off the water. Like, I love that. I, I love Miami, it's one of my favorite cities, so I hope now I don't get jumped by six dudes in a Dan Lebetard <laughs> shirt <laughs> down there. I, there's a lot I love about Miami, um, but it is kind of inexplicable that you're not better. I mean, like, it's there's so much to offer there. I used to stay on Greg Olson's couch. I used to, Chris Olson used to, uh, was his brother was my room, or one of my roommates in college for a year, lived above me. And we'd go down and visit uh, Miami and I'd stay with Greg. I love Miami, got a lot of friends on uh, on the Miami football team from back in the day. So yeah, there's, there's dudes there that I really respect and I, I hope you guys are better because it would be good for the ACC. It would be good for the ACC if you were better. Everybody go check out Miami's facilities ASAP. We'll put a link to a Google image search of Miami's facilities in this podcast. Cowboy Reed, can you do that? No problem. I'm hoping for the best for the Miami football team. What bowl game are they in this year? Are they bowl eligible? I know we beat them. We're six and six. Thank you for helping send us to the uh, military bowl. The military bowl. Miami. The Miami Hurricanes are. Uh, Seven and five. They're going to be going bowling. Good for them. Which bowl are they going I to? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure the kids are going to get there and they're going to be like, man, these facilities suck. Wish we were back home in Miami Gardens or <laughs> Coral Gables. I'm or- sorry. Michael Ryan Ruiz. I'm sorry. Mike. Hey, and Michael Ryan Ruiz was cool about it. Shout out to him. He was like, Barrett, you're just wrong. And Barrett was like, I was wrong. And it was a, it was a great, it was a great Twitter, um, Exchange. You don't see them end that way a lot, but some of you Miami fans you need to take a fucking go have a cocktail on the beach, man. When we lose to tech, I don't have that choice. I just look at a bunch of leaves on the ground. Layup line. It's a Spotify wrapped week. Everybody knows what everybody listened to in 2021. And isn't that fucking awesome? I did it too. I posted like, look at what I listened to. Make, did you do the rap thing? I'm gonna go layup line while you're while you're figuring your Spotify wrapped out. Running with a traveling man, left her mama crying with her head in her hand. Such a sad case. Leaving Louisiana in the broad daylight. That's by the uh, Oak Ridge Boys. That's two Louisiana themed songs in one week. Huh? That almost got by you. Who, me? By you. Oh! Oh, look at this guy. Huh? Nice, dude. Yeah, that was my most listened to song somehow on the year, and I love that song. That song has just a flow to it. Those guys were, and the, the album cover uh, in front of the, the bus there with the sparklers, those guys were lit, Oak Ridge Boys. I wonder what they're doing now. Um, that was my number one listened to song, number two, Northern White Clouds by Bill Monroe, bluegrass legend. 
human cannonball the butthole surfers made it at three <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> that's that is a fitness song <laughs> strangely enough <laughs> i mean i'm in the gym go listen to to human cannonball on 11 you're gonna run through a wall four is soul sauce by carl i don't even know how to say his last name weathers jader carl to jader there's a t at the beginning of it i'm sorry i'm so white bread I'm butchering it. Uh, and the last one is Baby You're a Rich Man by the Beatles. Yeah, my kids love Baby You're a Rich Man by the Beatles. Are you ready for mine? I've been waiting since 2020. Okay. You want one to five or five to one? Let's go five to one. I should have done it that way. Number five, Daydream Believer by the Monkees. Jesus. Number four, Cruisin' by Smokey Robinson. Okay. Number three, Thank God I'm a Country Boy by John Denver. Okay. Number two, Jump Around by House of Pain. Oh my God, dude. Number one, Lie in Our Graves by Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> I love Dave, but you're like, you're a Charlottesville mascot for having that number one. It's like you just discovered Dave. Like what happened this year? And uh, <clears throat> Jump Around is um, when I go home um, and the, the kid before bath time, we put on Jump Around and we dance. Right. So a little dance party. Also, 75,000 minutes listened. I don't know if that's high or low. It seems like a lot. 75,000. My number one band of the year, and this isn't going to surprise anybody because I've talked at length about this. I'm a late-life deadhead. Stones. I mean, this is so chalky. Stones. It's a big exile on Main Street year. Neil Young. I mean, it's always a big Neil Young here. Pink Floyd is always going to be in the top five. Pink Floyd uh, featuring Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that's who you thought was yeah, in the band. Yeah, Purple huh? Haze, yep. Uh, Willie Nelson, number two. That's not a shocker, but Redheaded Stranger had a big year for me. What an album. And then number one would be The Dead. Number five. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, that's good. Number four, John Denver. Number three, Sturgill Simpson. Oh! Number two, little Dave, Spice. Dave Matthews Band. And number one... Tim McGraw. You really were listening to that? Well, Tim McGraw. Where's Kenny Chesney? I know. Has he fallen off Where's for KC? you? Where's KC? Has he fallen off for you? Fallen off, no. But it just wasn't a KC type of year. Is it panic time for Kenny Chesney? <laughs> uh, maybe so. Hey, Green Light with Chris Long, my number five uh, most uh, listened to podcast. I'm going to make more of an effort to listen to podcasts this year. You would, you would all like that. Yes. I want to listen to Two Bears, One Cave more. I always do the socials with Tom and Bert but I want to listen to their podcasts a lot more. Maybe some murder mysteries. Everybody seems to be into those. You know, like the six-part whodunits. Yeah. Somebody alley-ooped me a couple of those for 2022. Reed wanted to show us something about Spotify. Pudding.cool Spotify. It'll uh, roast your Spotify And it account. does. And both you and Macon participated. This Pudding.cool thing it's like uh it's like a bot that's aggregating information from five of the snarkiest music fucking review hubs which by the way that doesn't mean you're right i mean go look at like a top albums of any year list it's how different can i appear so the bot said you ready for this read do you really listen to tom cat by muddy waters no the theme song and i said yes and they said ironically and I said, no. And they go, okay, cool. And then they go, your Spotify was Boomer Acid Flashback, Tommy Bahama, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner Bad. Your obsessions with Grateful Dead, Mellow Gold, and 
I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. I, I, I had never the same, listened to I had that. the same response. Stupid yeah. fucking bot. Algorithm. I had your Spotify was weeping in your bourbon wearing Carhartts to your desk job retiree softball league bad. What were your rap top five? Do you know? My first song was a uh, joke song. One of my friends really sure. likes yeah. Kygo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So number one was Higher Love by Kygo and Whitney Houston. Uh, but then five to two. You don't two, like Whitney Houston? No, I like Whis- Whitney Houston. Whiskey Houston. Whiskey. <laughs> Uh, five, Live Oak by Jason Isbell. Four, Songs That She Sang in the Shower by Jason Isbell. Second oh, he- <laughs> yeah, this bot is right. You got multiple Jason Isbells in your top five. You yeah. are crying in, my, your, in, pillow, my bourbon in your car, car. pillow. That's right. Uh, number three, Second Chances by Lord Nelson. Two is Frightened by the Sound, Justin Townsorl, and One, Higher Love. Higher love, like the one I'm thinking of, higher love. Yeah, but then Kygo's just uh he's a DJ, so it's like higher love. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. Oh, I know the one. Okay. Yeah, I know the one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Off the hook, dude. You're off the hook. What do they say about yours there? It literally said everything that yours said. It was the same. So this same thing's responses. actually stupid. So, <laughs> you know what? But they were right about muddy waters, like of all that's the theme to our podcast, bot. The one they asked about that one for me was, do you really listen to the uh, Walking on Sunshine by the University of Oregon marching band? To which I said, yes. Yes, I do. What were your Spotify wrapped? What was the top artist and what percent listenership were you in? Oh, Grateful Dead, 0.5. But I don't think a lot of people on Spotify are listening to Grateful Dead. Yeah, because grateful, real Dead fans are like, you know, they're putting it on there. They're putting like records on That's and tapes right. and like, you know, I, I've never proclaimed. Tim McGraw, top 7%. But that was really just one road trip to the beach where I just just went all oh, I know the Timmy road trip. McG, you know? Another road trip. All right, then we're on to Steve. Anyone with a business can tell you that when it comes to hiring these days, you don't have time to play games. You need the right players right now. You need Indeed. You can find somebody like Cowboy Reed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can even invite them to apply right away. The perfect job candidate is looking for you, but until you use Indeed, you're not doing everything you can to look for them. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash greenlight. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash greenlight, indeed.com slash greenlight. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Stanford Steve, what did your Spotify rap look like this year? Um... I don't want to get people in trouble because uh, <laughs> I, I don't do Spotify. I don't know how, I don't know what Spotify is. Um, 
I mean, I know what it is. I know they pay Rosillo a ton of money, uh, but I don't use it. Okay. Does that make sense? No, you're not in the, you're probably not in the demo for Spotify. I was thinking, you know, Spotify's we're right on the cusp of, uh, of being Spotify age. Like, you know what I mean? I think we're in a couple of years, we're going to transition to like Apple music or something. No shade, Rosillo, but, um, <laughs> what pod do you listen to the most, Steve? Uh, oof. Uh, I'd say green light. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and if you had a Rusillo. Spotify rap, you wouldn't have to think about it. Rosillo, I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I listen, yeah, probably Rosillo and Greenlight, Greenlight nice. and Rosillo. There we go. There we go. Hey, Steve, you love yeah. you love every hire. Was the tweet? <laughs> I about, do talk about that. I, I'm actually thinking about doing a rankings, but then I know people are just going to lose their minds because my two. Probably my two favorite hires are probably the least talked about. And that's uh, Washington getting Kalen DeBoer from Fresno State. And what he's going to do is just crazy because Jake Hayner's quarterback who started at University of Washington and transferred to Fresno State. And then DeBoer got the job at Fresno State. They play together. Hayner's going to go back to Washington and play for Kalen DeBoer. No like, way. That's, that's insane to me. Um, you can do that? You can do that? Why not? I, I love it. I'm back. There's no more rules. There's now, no more rules. So we do have a use for that Cam Newton meme now. There you go. You know, I thought that was dead after a week, but maybe we can use it on the kid that's uh, going back and forth between. Who's the second one? Uh, Billy Napier at Florida. Uh, I think it's a home run. Um, I, I, I just think what Florida needed was, a, like, Billy's a guy that, he, like, press conference is not going to be pretty. Like, he's not going to have all these <laughs> – wowzer sayings and all that stuff he's a football coach he's a recruiter he's an awesome dude and i'm really i really think florida should be fired up for their hire uh because they're getting what they need they don't have to worry about a guy that's gonna you know try and have an angle in press conference and stuff like that he's a guy that's gonna have his team play uh, and i think you're gonna see that this week with louisiana which is a game i'm, I'm fascinated by as he coaches in his final home game with the raging cajuns uh, and I'm fired up to see that because he's built that program into something, and I expect him to build something big in, in Gainesville. Not saying that they haven't already won national championships, but I think he's going to bring stability to that program, which Gator fans should be really fired up about. All he has to do is study Tom Sula tape, like just study oh. that press conference. You don't need to. You don't. You can be a football guy and win the press conference. You watch some Jimmy. What does it say about Florida? And maybe it's just because of the magnitude of the hires we've had this week, but like that we're not talking about a Florida Gators hire, like yeah. at all. No, it's it's crazy. But I will say, like, it feels like they did have like everybody wonders about who had a plan, who didn't. You know, the Lincoln Riley. Uh, we had him on with Scott. He said he got a call late Saturday night when they got back to Norman. People are taking that and running with it. Brian Kelly to LSU. It feels like LSU might have struck out on two plans and made it maybe stepped into some some stuff here with, with Brian Kelly knowing what he's he's brought to the table but it looks like Florida had a plan and when you talk to these athletic directors everybody always has their list right like if something crazy happened the NFL is always there for right for for coaches and when you talk to athletic directors they always have a list now how far down the list you have to go, mm -hmm. I think is where you start getting your fan base a little worried. But Florida, I mean, they made a decision. Uh, you know, the flight tracker season had it had tabbed. 
as the Gainesville uh, jet was in uh, Lafayette. I don't think there's a lot of directs there. I think it was, it was pretty eye opening, and I think he knew what he wanted. Um, cause I, I, I thought Napier would end up at LSU or Florida. I'm ecstatic if I'm a Florida fan because they got the guy that I think they should have gotten. I think Lane Kiffin travels for leisure to South Florida enough that it could get confusing oh, yeah. on the flight tracker app. So just want to yeah. put that out there. No uh, doubt. And if you're Barrett Jones or anybody coming on this podcast, do not insult Miami's facilities. Boy, oh boy, the army down there. The guys from the Levitard Pirate Ship, the guys from the, the 305 generally are very proud of that school and the facilities. We, me and Macon, didn't say anything ill about the facilities. So you don't, don't come at us. You guys are all great. We like to party in your city. Football program uh, should be better. The Pry Hire, speaking of uh, who teams that, teams that <laughs> we should beat, but we don't beat this team. Pry, the D.C. from Penn State, is now going to be the head coach at uh, Virginia Tech. Um, and they might, and they might play Penn State in the Pinstripe Bowl. Probably Tech against Penn State or Purdue. So what the hell happens there? We we actually aren't up to speed. Have you heard anything about this? Pry, he wouldn't coach the the game, would he? For probably interim sticks at Tech. Yeah, and then Pry's just on the sidelines, like like I don't want any part of this. Up in yeah. the box. Yeah, up in the box. Can I find Macon's bowl projections online somewhere? Yeah, we're going to have a whole graphic and everything. Who does Not Pry unlike root? my uh, Pry? NBA draft big board, which looks really good, Al Shingun. Okay. Whatever all that means. Hey, if you're Pry, like, the right thing to do is to root for whom? That's right. I think it's Penn State. It's got to be guys. Penn State. Yeah. It's like every other coach lower. can say, hey, good luck, guys. You know, like Brian Kelly can disingenuously say, hey, good luck. I care about if you get in the playoffs or not. He's not rooting for Notre Dame to get in the playoffs. I don't care how many friends he has on that because that makes him look like an idiot. Brian Kelly doesn't have a whole lot of friends. If the I big cat master plan comes to fruition and they win the whole damn thing, like Brian Kelly is not a happy camper. What does Coach Pry do as he's got his new team in Blacksburg? This would help them greatly if they beat. They're not going to win anyways. Why are we even talking about it's it? It's a freaking pinstripe bowl. He'll be wearing that fuck. gross maroon, Chicago maroon and burn orange, but gross. rooting for Penn State. Gross. Do you still have your puke buckets in the studio or no? No, I have my puke ticket. It's over his uh, left shoulder there. It's by Tom Segura. Shout out to Tom. Um, yeah, it's covered in puke. It says Virginia and VPI. Uh, and by the way, that I found the other ticket outside uh, last night. My dog ate it. Oh, <laughs> no nice. shit. Yeah, yeah, so that's the one remaining ticket. It'll stay on the wall until we beat Tech. That could be shit. There could be mm -hmm. another podcast in here by the time uh, that happens. <laughs> Marcus Freeman, though, you're hyped about this. I am. Uh, I, I thought it was really cool. Here's I asked Felika on our podcast this week, what surprised you the most of all the hires? I put him on the spot, and I figured he would say a name to a place, right? But my biggest surprise was how, like, butthurt Oklahoma and Notre Dame fans were seeing how a guy left them for somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I thought Scott put it great on on our podcast where he was talking about, it's like, it's like rich people arguing. Like, you're rich, man. Don't worry about who has this and that. Like, you're rich. You're fine. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about how much money somebody else has, you know? Like, you're set in stone. And I really thought Notre Dame uh, showed their true colors. And, and guys that have played there, Tommy Reese is a guy who came out and, 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 and spoke to the team last night. And, like, now the talks are talking about that staff's going to stay together. And then Ross Dellinger, a guy from Sports Illustrated, who's a great writer, uh, confirmed a story about when Nick Saban left Michigan State to go to Baton Rouge. He sent the plane 
back up to East Lansing for his assistance. Wow. You know how many assistants got on it? Zero. Wow. I think Nick Saban did all right in Baton Rouge yeah. uh, without the assistance from Michigan State. So I, I just feel like... Did he like make him shovel snow tr- at a holiday party, Steve? I don't think he did. Okay. I don't think he did. Okay. Um, but I, I will say, like, you have to trust your athletic director. I mean, I thought Swarbrick was great when he talked about, hey, 12 years is a long time in a place. Um, and, you know, he made, what do you say, Fruidian slips among the way. Like, he knew something was about to turn. He had a plan. These guys always have a plan. And to see Freeman, who's a guy that I'm telling you, you try and find one bad word about the guy, you're not, you're good luck because you're not going to find it. And the way the staff, who has guys that have been there a long time, some guys have been there as long as Kelly has, to stay with Marcus Freeman and to see what that, that impact that he's made, like it, it, it's just awesome to see. And you don't see it now. And, it, and it, it, like everybody wants loyalty. It's tough. It's business. But what Notre Dame showed with that staff sticking together, I thought, is, is really cool. And that's why Notre Dame fans should be fired up. And maybe change is good. So um, I, I just fired up for that opportunity. Whoever Notre Dame plays, in their next game in this bowl season, give me Notre Dame. I'm with you. And shout out to our boy Tommy Reese, who we got the uh, chance to meet in Charlottesville yep. before they whooped us. He listens to this podcast. He listens, well, that's what he says, but I don't know that that's true. He says he listens to this podcast. I think it's one podcast. of those things like a lot of people say, like, hey, yeah, I caught your pod like, here and there. But like, Tommy Reese is the man. Uh, they is. got a young, energetic, like, kind of like, it feels like they're circling the wagons. Brian Kelly made yes. me like Notre Dame which is a sentence I'd never no thought I'd say by leaving uh, Notre Dame and, and exposing the passion within that program. You know, like mm-hmm. there are some young guys who are like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm staying here. And I'm, and the players rally around these guys and Matt Bayless, my old strength coach is up there. Who's an absolute legend. They're going to come out on the other end, more likable. I don't know if they're going to come out better because those are big shoes to fill from an X's and O's standpoint. And by the way, if you saw the leaked video of that four minute meeting, which we haven't mm-hmm. even talked about the you know the mechanics of leaving a school and that sort of thing. Like my take was, if you go play for Brian Kelly, don't be surprised. But if you're Brian Kelly and you come home to call that meeting at seven in the morning, you better have something real to say. And he didn't. And I came away from that video saying like, this guy must be the greatest X's and O's coaches of all time because he's not a fucking human being, dude. Like he's just not a human being. And you don't have to say anything, Steve, but I just was not impressed with that meeting and what was leaked out of there. The dead silence after his final word was the best part for me. It was like he just met that team. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I know it's, it's hard to defend it the next day. It's like, what do you say? But it didn't feel right. I feel good about the guys they're leaving that program with, and the players seem to respond to those guys. Uh, what does Luke Fickle do now? What does Matt Campbell do now? <laughs> Make sure their phone's charged? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, mean I, I, I don't know. I, and, and to be honest, like Fickle's got to be so engulfed in what's at stake here for the opportunity of his team yeah. that I think he's he's kind of fine with it. It's so hit or miss about what, what's going to happen because now what's going to happen is once Oklahoma gets their guy, like everybody's going to be like, all right, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Like it's been so crazy the last couple of days that I think people are going to be starving for more and it might actually end. Is it Venables? I mean, if, if you put everything together, right. Um, I, I would think it's, it's, that's the, that's the formula. Um, cause Stigley owns is as respected as an athletic director as there is out there when you tie everything together, uh, and, and look at 
the success Venables had before he went to Clemson. Um, I think uh, Bob Stoops is just a madman on a warpath out recruiting and and showing his loyalty to a program, which I think is just awesome. I just wonder if Bob's going to still get you know, a little too comfy and think maybe, you know, I, yeah, I'll take another shot at this. Like, cause let's face it. If the people want, yeah. if Bob wants to come back, they're going to take him back. His <laughs> office is still in the, in the, in the football office. Bob Stoops still has his office in the football. Yes, office, dude. Which, I mean, there's nobody. Which I thought was always kind of a weird dynamic and, you know, maybe Lincoln got a little tired of that. Oh, maybe. I mean, but you know, it's like a Steve Spurrier thing. He can walk into Florida whenever oh. he wants. He, you know, Bob Stoops he, he, can he can eat your he sandwich. Grabs, he goes on the whiteboard. Spurrier just walks in. He's like, yeah, let's hey, well, yeah, well, take a look at this. What's for lunch? Let me let yeah. me try your sandwich. Like, I mean, Oklahoma going to the SEC. <laughs> I feel like Brett Venables, Brent Venables, Brett Venables, Brent. Brent Venables. I always mix that up. He feels like an SEC guy. I don't know that Lincoln felt like an SEC guy, and I don't think Oklahoma feels like an SEC school. Who mm-hmm. is, let's play a game real quick. I've already said oh what I've said, but who is Oklahoma in the SEC? Out of all the SEC teams right now, give me a comp for Oklahoma in the SEC. A&M. Yeah, I had Mississippi State, which is not an insult, but it's, you know, you're not going to. Yeah, it is. Eh, I don't think Oklahoma's going to survive that well in the SEC, dude. You really think they're going to be a playoff team out of the SEC? I think they're more of a Florida. A Florida? Yeah. Well, it's mm. hard to detach the okay. history from Florida. That's an insult because Mississippi State's been better than Florida lately. Mm. Florida's just in an orange bowl. Yeah, against Virginia. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not their fault. Occasionally in the mix, you really think they ever make a playoff in the next 10 years, Oklahoma, if they go to the SEC, their first 10 years. And we're, hey, the 10 years from now. The playoff is expanding, Chris. You, th- you think it's expanding for sure? Yeah. And you think you think this year is the best look at this test case? There are a bunch of teams. I mean, God forbid Georgia wasn't like a shoe-in kind of team right now. You, it would be wide open. I wouldn't even know who to take. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe this is the year that you point to and say, hey, we need, what, six, eight teams? What do you think, Steve? I just want the top teams to get a home game on campus. Whatever it takes Ooh. to get that. Because that's all that that's that's what we need. Games would be even that, more lopsided than they are right now in the playoff. But hey, you know, yeah. I mean, they deserve it. Yeah, they like do. It, the playoffs shouldn't just. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the NFL here in a bit. But like to me, I've just talked about the NFL like the last couple of weeks, Chris. Now there's only one buy in each conference. It is just just get in the tournament. That's yeah. all these teams are trying to do. Just get in. I don't care for a home game, for a road game, whoever trying to tank a game at the end to match up with somebody just get in and we'll go from there and that's what that's i mean it's just gonna be it feels the nfl is just be chaos the next couple it weeks. is we know but, that. but you know the nfl i mean like parody uh with the t it's uh it's all over the place and this college football format has yielded not a ton of one score games like over the years especially in that first round and i'm, I'm just wondering Correct. are you saying that because you just know it's inevitable or are you saying that because you believe in an expanded playoff uh, I think it's inevitable. I think the, 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 the powers that be are just going to put too much pressure on the people uh, on the committee. But do you like it? Uh, not really. Okay. Not important, right? It's more games to gamble on. It's more football to watch. So to me, like, tie goes to that. I'm totally fine yeah. with seeing a little bit more drama. Um, no doubt. Let's talk about the playoffs right now, which is awesome. If you don't like Clemson, if you don't like Ohio State, if you don't like Oklahoma, a.k.a. the Mississippi State of the SEC. Um, <laughs> you've got Cincinnati. I got a little math for yeah, you. Yeah, give me, give me, give yes. me. Yes. We love math. So 
before, I think our first pod we did before this season, I worried that the sport was broken. And because of all those same teams that were there. So doing the math out for this week, if my calculations are correct. You're off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah. Ten titles on the line this week. Okay? Oh, my God. We're guaranteed to have seven new conference champions. Okay? Two possible new champions that are favored in games this week and one repeat champion that's favored, which would be Cincinnati. So we wanted new colors, flavored squads, fan bases. We got it, and I'm happy for that. I think fans should accrue, put all their money together. We do like a big GoFundMe to pay Nick Saban to do something else. If we all pool our money together, if you're a college football fan and you give $10 to this fund, we could get Nick Saban to fucking work at the post office or something. You go back to West Virginia and do something else, and it would totally restore the parody that we all know and love in this sport, uh, which I don't know if it's ever been there, but he's just currently the guy that has a death grip on college football. I would love it if every year was like this year, Steve. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's been great. It's, been, it's great. been It's been great because everybody offers their opinion, and then all of a sudden, guess what? The games play out. Yeah. You know? And, and everything rises that should, so it's good. But let's be real. What do you, George, got, there? But, but what do you got there writing down? There? I don't know what he's writing down, but... Uh, an M, like a bubbly M for yeah, he's Macon. he's just fucking doodling, dude. I, I, was, I thought you were going to have a lot more math. Well, because... <laughs> Because I don't, I, dude. That wasn't math for me. It, it took, I, had, I, had to, I had to break ten into three parts. Yeah, that's true. There was some math there, but all this math doesn't really matter. Wow, Steve, it's Georgia's year, dude. So Georgia, Bama. I wondered a few weeks ago aloud, uh, and maybe this tells something about where I should bet this weekend. But I said, "There's no way." Like Georgia's given up less than a touchdown to Bama or vice versa. So, so Georgia is, they're six and a half point favorites right now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the bet? How do you feel about the game? There's two sides. And this, I actually wanted to talk to you about this because watching Bama back on the offensive line the last month or so, like I thought we would see some improvement and we haven't. I mean, Auburn last week, uh, whoever they played the cupcake before that LSU against, you know, not starting sec D line. They couldn't, they ran the ball for six yards in Baton Rouge. And now I think about what are they going to do? Cause this is a totally different animal, Georgia, right? I mean, these guys, I mean, people are saying they can play the run with five guys in the box. Are they going to need it with six? You know, when you factor in the outside runs and all that, this is why Nick Saban has a staff of 20 analysts, right? to self-scout every week and to get yourself ready for this kind of game. You're a defensive guy. If you're Georgia's D-line, you're saying they're not. They can't They can't line up the ball and just run ISO at us. There's no way they're going to do. So what are they going to do? I would think they're going to take advantage of their strengths. What are their strengths? The guys on the perimeter. What, how are they going to do that? Quick passes. Quick game. You know, yeah. you know roll, roll, roll pockets. Take the interior D-line out of it. Screens. Um, And they have the advantage there. Georgia's defensive backs have not had any strain and they haven't seen anything like this that Bama could put on it. Now, you're not going to be able to go seven-step drop and and throw the ball deep, but you could throw, you know, quick game fades and that kind of stuff. So, to me, it comes down to, is Georgia going to change? Are they worried about the perimeter in the passing game of Bama? Because that's where I think Bama has to go. And I think Bama's capable enough to score points. Uh, I am expecting Georgia not to play their A game. 
Uh, I think Bama will, will do some things defensively to try and change up their run fits. They haven't been consistent in that front. So I, I would buy it to seven and take Bama for a little bit. It's not, I don't love it, but taking those points with the capability of Bama's offense is, is enticing to me. You know, um, I'm going, I, I, don't, you know. I don't think this is a route. You know, I'm going Jean Claude Von da- Van Dam, Von Dam, Van Dam, Van Dam, Damn. Van Dam. God damn. I'm going Maximum Risk, uh, which okay. is a film uh, involving said actor, I think. Uh, and I'm going to go Georgia Moneyline. But you look at this total 49 and a half. You got, I, I feel like quick game perimeter stuff like Dinkin and Duncan, trying to hope that Georgia can tackle. And I figure they'll be yeah. up to the test. That, they know what's at stake here. The intensity that that's, that defensive staff brings. I mean, like, it's palpable when you watch them on TV. I think they'll be ready to play. It's just going to be can they tackle and can they make Bama drive the football. And the longer you drive the football, the more chance there are for turnovers, uh, the mm-hmm. more chance there are for field goals. I like the under in that game just in hearing your analysis. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's off. I mean, I've, I've been critical of it in the past. Like, you can't argue with it now. They're in the tops of everything, whether it's throwing the ball. They got Pickens back now who's the best receiver. We know they got 19. I can't wait to see mm. what he does on this stage. Uh, we saw him just running away from ACC folks last week against Georgia Tech. So uh, We don't really claim Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. They're a Raycom um, Sports original. We're sail good. with the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's a fascinating matchup. I just – if I don't put Georgia in their other – I think they're beatable. I don't put them in this tier of a Bama last year or an LSU of 2019. So who's their best um, – who's the best chance to beat them if it's not Bama? Because if Bama – if they beat Bama and, the, and Bama's out and you've got a playoff, sell me on why the playoff's going to be competitive in any way. Because they're not – I think the other team's defenses can hold them, that, hold their offense down, and keep themselves Got in the it. game. So yeah, low That's scoring why. ball games from a viewer's perspective. You would take a Georgia's dominance this year for the sake of parity over any Bama team over the last five six years. I think it's a better a better chance for the field this year than it is in the past five six years. I mean, outside of Clemson and Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You All know right, what well. the Georgia band plays after a a big stop? I can't wait to hear it. Uh, bad, bad Leroy Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah, baddest man in the whole damn town. Um, badder than old King Kong, meaner than a junkyard dog. Okay, well, this kind of this is good segue into a question I wanted to ask, and it just popped into my head. That's really his mouth. Yeah, that's my mouth. So you said earlier, George is a different animal. What animal is Georgia? Mm. I got a grizzly bear. Mountain lion? I got a grizzly bear. No, I got a grizzly bear. It's much more just mauling strength than a mountain lion. Mountain lion's more cunning. It's going to sneak up on you, and it's over before you know it. The grizzly bear, it's going to hurt for 15 seconds. Hippopotamus. Oh, nice. Okay. One of the most deadly animals in Africa. You always think about a lion. It's actually a... It's a hippo. That's right. All right. So on from Bama and, and Georgia... We're looking at Michigan and Iowa. That's a big mm. number, 11. Were you surprised by that? I mean, I'm, I'm down on Iowa. Everybody's down on Iowa. Yeah. I like Michigan to cover. What do you think? I like Iowa. I okay. think Michigan's got a lot to get over in the idea of the emotion and the wherewithal that they used last week, Chris. I mean, that you talk about climbing the mountain and, and getting there and, 
and taking down a, a, a grizzly bear. Like the only way to do it was the way they did it. They ran the ball down their throat when everybody in the stadium and everybody watching on TV knew they were going to run the ball. Yeah. And to be able to do that had to be pretty darn fulfilling. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the Michigan, you know, squad had a little enjoyment after the game and, and, and enjoyed themselves and enjoyed that victory. And now you get this idea of, all right, we're going to be playing Wisconsin, but then Iowa wins Friday, Wisconsin loses to Minnesota. Oh, we got Iowa. Iowa's been pretty successful against Jim Harbaugh. And I'm not saying Iowa's going to, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to be a pain in the ass all day. And the idea of Michigan going to the first big 10 title game since we've had it and going to Indy and ramping it back up and knowing how frustrating Iowa could be sometimes, uh, you know, with just, just their style of play. Um, I think Iowa might be able to use the aggression of Michigan on defense against Michigan. Uh, you know, what's with some of those zone run schemes. Um, I'm not saying they're going to score 30 points at all, but I think they're going to muck it up and keep it tight enough. I think 23 points wins the game. Uh, I see a 23, you know, 14, 23, 17 Yeah, that's a game. lot of points for a low-scoring game on the contrary and, there. So, And I, I just – I'm really, really curious to see how Michigan comes out of the blocks here. I, uh, because if they if they win the first half and cover, like, they could roll them. I just don't think they're going to. I think it's a really tough situation. Knowing the pressure, like you got over the mountain, right? And now you got, now you want to get to that other one, but you got this other guy in front of you. It's it's a pain in the ass. It also could Um, feel like the dam broke a lot of times. Like you've been waiting to get this monkey off your back, and here's the doorway to the playoff, and all of a sudden we can just run through that fucking doorway. We don't have to run through Ohio State anymore. Let's just run through that doorway. So it just depends. I mean, it's going to be a mindset game. I mean, like I hate to boil it down to that, but, you know, here's everything you ever wanted. Uh, You see a lot of teams blow those opportunities. And I think for Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, like we've talked about him ad nauseum every year and we've buried him and rightfully so sometimes, but I don't hear anything this year and he's doing a good job. I mean, here they are. You, you beat Ohio State. It took a while. Uh, and now you've got a chance to, to waltz into the playoffs. So Jim Harbaugh, yep. good job. Absolutely. You're never going to hear a bad word about Harbaugh from me for what he did to Stanford program. I'm uh, bringing it from back from where they were. And a lot of, you know, everybody says, you know, it couldn't beat Ohio State. He wasn't favored in one of those games either. Right. I mean, I know people don't want to talk about that. I know everybody wants to beat their rival. But, like, Ohio State's kind of been loaded, and everybody goes, well, he should recruit better. Yeah, he should recruit better. And he coached better. He changed his staff. He got his staff more adaptable uh, to recruiting and, and bringing in younger guys and all that stuff. But when it came down to it, they won the way Michigan wants to win the games, and that was pounding the ball down your throat. And uh, I think it's a huge credit to Michigan. It, like I said, it has to be fulfilling, knowing that's the way you had to beat them, and that's the way they did with an explanation point at the end. So uh, pretty happy for Michigan. Oklahoma State debate we've been having here, the guys behind the machines, mm-hmm. uh, they say that Oklahoma State wins and? Zen. We say nah. What do you say? Oh, uh it depends on the other ones. That's what I'm saying. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. These guys are back there smoking crack. I still think undefeated Cincinnati deserves it. I, I agree. I, I, I think they're in, and if Bama wins, then they're in. So yeah, for sure. What? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You know, it's tough. It's tough scenario. They need they need Cincinnati uh, or Michigan. Uh, I would think to lose, and and they would feel good. And I, it's pretty like they're the first game up Saturday. Like we want to start getting into the chronological oh, yeah. order of things. Do, do like, that. 
if, if they if they win, Cincinnati wins, that Michigan game's the last game. It's gonna be a lot of know. kids watching that game. Woo-hoo. But listen, I'll say this, like we we're talking about, you know, we talk about awards and all that stuff. If you want to talk, like Oklahoma State, I don't think has one guy up for any of these position awards. And I just think it's a credit to their team, man. I think it's a great job by Gundy getting his team together and doing the things they have to do, playing to their strengths. Their defense has been really, really good. You can't be able to – you haven't been able to say that a lot about Oklahoma State over the years. So they've, they've bought in the, the transition in the program, and they've won the games they, they've had to win. So uh, everything's right there. I think it's a big uh, spot for Baylor if they're going to have Bohannon at quarterback. Um, so it's it's a lot to play for. I, I'm really interested to see how many – Poke fans come down from Stillwater to, play, to Jerry World because uh, it's a pretty big stadium to fill, but I got to feel that fan base is pretty thirsty. So fire up to see uh, that fan base and my favorite mascot in the sport, Pistol Pete. It's nice of you to, um, to compliment a guy for once with a great waterfall, Mike Gundy, although he has trimmed it in the past year. Um, hey, so last one, Cincy, near and dear to your heart, our hearts. We want to see these. Mm-hmm. These guys uh, head to the college football playoff. No, you don't want to see it. I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why? Um. Don't like parades, puppies, children. I don't know. Cincinnati. Rainbows. I don't know. It's a fucking feel good story. Does Cincinnati have yeah. any? Does Cincy have any chance to win this thing if they slide in? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Nippert. I like that. That's a cool name. Nippert. If they. If, uh, excuse me. Historic Nipper Stadium. Hey. If they lose this game, they're like 10-point favorites against Houston, who's 11 straight, great run defense. If they lose this game, I feel like they'd look back at this for 25 years oh, in Cincy. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, this would be mm-hmm. one of the worst meltdowns that we almost had it. I don't know if it reminds you anything or, you know, if there's been a close call well, like that. Yeah. Oh, I think about the Bengals and Super Bowls. Uh, <laughs> it's been some tough losses to the Niners. Um, but – to me, the one that always sticks out because I wanted to see it so bad. I was in college, Chris, and it was Big 12. I think it was the first Big 12 title game, and it was 1998. Michael Bishop was up for the Heisman. I thought he was an unbelievable playmaker, uh, quarterback, and they were, I want to say, a double-digit favorite over Texas A&M. A&M had a guy by the name of Sir Parker that just went crazy, and Kansas State was a win. And this is BCS. This, mm-hmm. is, this is two spots, and all mm-hmm. they had to do was win. And they did not win. And AM upset them. And that got us to Tennessee versus Florida State uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. And that's that's the one I always go back to with having every, everything to play for uh, and not playing your best. And that's that's the thing that kills me. Being on that stage, and uh, it was actually my last game of my college career, and being on the stage you fought so hard to get to and not playing your best game. And that that hurts. It hurts because you you know, it's the ultimate what if. And that's why I always, when we get to this week, I just want to see these teams play well. If the other team plays better than you, then you have it. But You're, You got some you Rob, you stage, got Rob Lowe energy. You want to, you like all the hires. You want to see the teams play well. Yeah. You got the Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on energy right now, and I love it. Steve, <laughs> Steve wants everybody to be happy. But I'm looking at this. I don't know what the line is. It was that in that 1998 game, but seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half. Did he just there say that? That's what the Cowboys said. Okay, so I'm looking. I'm. Uh, they were up 27, 12. End of the mm-hmm. third quarter. I mean, I'm sure people in, oh. in the Little Apple, if we have any listeners yeah. in the Little Apple, are hearing that and they're saying, "God damn, why'd you bring it up?" Oregon, Utah. Is it bad for the Rose Bowl if Utah got in? 
No, because they'll come. It's, it is crazy, though, like the Pac-12 title game. And we get to this point every year, and it feels like Oregon comes along, has a bad loss uh, in like late October, early November, and then sure enough, there they are still playing for a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. This line is smells to me uh, really bad because we just watched Utah just absolutely pummel Oregon, and now they're only given three. It was like last week. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, the favorites – uh, have not done well in the Pac-12 title game, so it's it's kind of a stay away from me. Ducks. Uh, I, <laughs> I, do have, I, 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 have, I do have 9-1 to one on Utah to win the Pac-12 at the beginning of the year, so I'm kind of disclosure, Full disclosure. I don't know, man. you got to have some, some cojones to just be like, yeah, uh, that line stinks. I'm going to be on the other side of it. I just watched that game. I was on Oregon that game. You were on Oregon in that game. I was. Thanks to my friend Jeff Schwartz, who's never seen an Oregon team he doesn't think can win a football game. At least us Virginia No, Chris, fans I talked you into Utah in that game. Remember? We no, I, I didn't. On the are you guys messing with me on no, that one? I just didn't. That FaceTime? Was I, I there did, an actual FaceTime? No, he told me to bet yes, Utah, and I didn't listen to him. Okay. I told he told me about Utah and I didn't listen to him. I listened to Jeff Schwartz because I thought, well, you know, what could Jeff Schwartz be biased about? <laughs> I'm still scarred with making and FaceTimes from when he FaceTimed home in the second quarter of the Notre Dame. Well, what, did anything? What went wrong with that FaceTime? I thought it was a fine FaceTime. There's people trying to watch the game in the skybox. Skybox, I like that. It would, but it didn't last that long, right? A minute or two? It lasted way longer than it should have. Really? Yeah, it was a long check-in yeah. for. I can't believe that was only the second quarter. That's the worst part for me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, do you want to let's 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 handle two awards here before we get to the NFL? The Coughlin Award. Yeah, we're getting close to an end of season. We're naming the the champ here before long. Like, we're like it? a week away from that. Do we just need to fly Brock Bowers up here on or an mayor. NIL thing? Or mayor. Or Michael Mayer. Keaton Thompson's in the mix. Oh, Keaton's in the mix. We, could get, we could get him in studio That's to right. give him the award. He could give it to somebody who hasn't won it one of these weeks. What do you too. think? But Steve? we need just one for this week, not the overall. Best tight end in the land. Just this week. Who's the uh, player to watch? Get an award, National Tight Ends Day. Doesn't even have to be a tight end. You know, could be a football player. Could be a football player. I think Will Anderson is the best player in college football. I'm fascinated to see what Georgia does to go against him this week. I mean, he's been a game wrecker. Uh, he was my first avatar of the season because he was the player I was most fired up to watch this year, and he has not disappointed. Um, and I'm I'm fascinated to see what he would what he's going to do against Georgia because people want to talk about Heisman's most outstanding, most valuable. I can't imagine that Alabama defense without him on it and what he brings to the table. So, Will Anderson, okay. Coughlin Award this week. I love it. An edge guy with a with a cool number and uh, and yeah, you and Barrett Jones parked your car in the same garage there. I think the other day Barrett Jones was saying he might be the best player in the country. NFL Chargers Bengals. That's really this is a bad slate. Can we agree on that this week? I really. The, the, he, he says it for every week. This is a bad slate. Monday, Monday night is incredible. Uh huh. Monday right. night's I mean, incredible. What are you doing on Sunday, dude? Dude, Jets Eagles. <laughs> By the way, I don't think that the Eagles have ever lost to the Jets. I think the Jets are over against the Eagles, which is incredible. Incredible. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Cardinals Bears. 
Don't know if Kyler's going to play. Huge, don't, huge game. Yeah, don't know if Kyler's going to play. The field on the line. The weather's going to. The weather's going to be bad. I'm. I'm just saying. There's not. It's hard for me when you break down games on a Sunday and you got to turn it around on a Sunday night. You got to pick a few games that you're like, these are the games everybody cares about to lean into them. Who cares about a lot of these games? I mean, like, I have different reasons for caring about some of these games, but top to bottom, there's no like marquee matchup short of. LA and Cincy, and even those two teams are fighting for their Dude. playoff lives, so they're not the elites of their uh, of their conference. Super Bowl rematch, Washington Raiders. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I was like looking for the mm. Super Bowl rematch. You got Baltimore <laughs> and Pittsburgh. They might turn the ball over twelve times. Uh, San Come Francisco. on, didn't Pops play in that game? He did. You're right. I like how you spun that. Uh, that was really good. But let's start with the Chargers and the Bengals. What do you think happens there? Is that the game on Sunday that you're most excited about? Because for me, it is. We'll get that one out of the way. It's a 1 p.m. Yeah, uh, I was hoping for bad weather because um, I want to see it. I, what? I want to see these quarterbacks, man. I want These are the two guys that Yeah, I want to see them fight the elements, Chris. You want to see them fight the elements. Mm. You got to fight the elements in the playoffs, and, and that's the last time I, I Playoffs? Checked, right? Yeah, dude. No, you're right. Uh, these two guys, we're so lucky to have them in the NFL. I mean, like this, yeah. that draft class right there is gonna make is gonna print money for the NFL for a while. Just those two guys, and we we get to see them in a big spot. So, who do you have winning that ball game? Are you giving that game out by any chance? I'm not giving that game out, um, but I like the Bengals in that matchup. Uh, I I just I mean, the Chargers they they haven't. I mean. Started out the year great, don't get me wrong, but they, they can't go to Denver and lose, man. Like you're supposed to be a playoff team. Um, it's a division game, and now you gotta go to you gotta go to Cincinnati, who I mean showed me a lot last week and just putting it on uh the Steelers. Uh I like the way the Bengals secondary matches up. It's hard to match up with the Chargers sec uh receiver receivers group. Uh so I, I like Cincinnati in that game. Yeah, no, I, it pains me to say I might like them too because I have the I'm really sweating the Chargers thing. I think we're going to be okay on the under on the Vikings total, uh, but I think the Chargers uh, are going to have trouble getting over the finish line there, and this weekend's going to swing that. And maybe just a little bit less importantly, their playoff chances. That's a big spot. Another big spot for me. Does Detroit get their win this week? They're playing the Vikings. The Vikings are very wounded. I'm looking mm. at the rest of their schedule. I want to ask you a two-part question, both of you. Ooh. Vikings at home for Detroit at the Broncos versus the Cardinals at the Falcons at the Seahawks versus the Packers. Out of all those games there, do they win the rest of the season? And where does yep. it happen? Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I like Atlanta, but I feel like Atlanta, I, I think it could be this weekend. I think it could be this weekend. I think it could be at Seattle, believe it or not. I really do think so. I think Seattle could have totally bottomed out by then, and Seattle, I'm just fading them. I think they win a game as well. Oh, 16 and one. I would hate that for those guys, man. I would really hate that yeah, for those those I don't guys. Want that. It could be a big opportunity for them. Dalvin Cook's out. The two rushers we talked about are out. Uh, not that anybody cares about this game unless you have like a, a big heart and you want to see the Lions win. Pat's Bills coming up on Monday night. What's your read on that? The Bills might be my favorite bet of the NFL season. Wow. Holy shit. Tell me why, because this is, there's so many things that go against the Bills here, right? Like the Patriots mm -hmm. can play zone. 
Mm-hmm. The Patriots are hotter. The, the Patriots can run the football. The Bills can't take advantage of the, the advantage you might normally have over the Patriots, which is you can run the football on the Patriots. And more than anything, the Patriots have kind of owned them in New York, in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So why do you think this is the week other than it just makes too much sense to bet the Patriots? There's no more time to mess around. Like you have the ultimate squad coming in with the coach, Monday night football, Manning cast. Chris is probably going on again. Yeah, um, definitely. They love and I, you have everything you want here. And the Patriots, I get it. They've been awesome. I've had them I, almost every week. The last couple, seven and a half scared me off last week. They can't keep covering this. They cannot keep covering at this clip. It's just a momentum deal for me. I think it all goes to die. Bill's mafia. I just, I just, they, they put it all together. And, and start this march into where we all thought they were going to be, and it starts Monday night, and I love Buffalo Monday night. I hope they do. they got a lot to contend with. I, I also said this, uh, Tredavious White, uh, you know, is a big loss. They're going to have Kyle to, Duggar's a big loss. Kyle Duggar's a big loss as well, but when you're talking about your number one cover guy, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like, this is one that I say I'm going to stay away from, but by Monday night I'm going to put a bet in. We all know that. And oh, I, we know that. We know that. You, so you're not a big proponent of like, hey, put a little something on a shitty game so that you can actually do your job effectively. Me and your boy Dan, big cat, go back and forth all the time because he'll just randomly send it. And my, my, my text back all the time is, and same thing getting to you, you do not have to bet every game it's so paternal you don't have it's, to. it's such a paternal text message it's like i'm like i know dad you don't have to i know and dad. i always uh, my uncle always told me especially monday night football if this game was on sunday at one o'clock would, would you, you bet, bet it? it no not all but maybe there this you one go. maybe That's this one maybe do. this one this one's too it's too fun not to have a little action on it it's gonna be snowing you talk about turnovers. I, there's so many reasons that you would bet the Patriots, but I just feel like that's why you bet the Bills. So you're giving out the Bills. That's one. I'm giving out the Bills. Uh, I'm staying on my weekly climb with the Lions. Mm. Red hot covering. I'm sorry. I don't think the Eagles should be given seven. Give me the Jets. Uh, okay, okay. Not my favorite. I'm going to give you two of my favorites. Jacksonville and Kansas City. I mean, like... I do believe that Matt's banged up. I don't think it gets better. I think the Rams, you know, like they win this game, but I don't know that they get well against the Jags. And Kansas City, they routinely throttle the Broncos. I feel like every year you stare at a double-digit line, Kansas City-Denver, and you're like, uh, do I? And then you turn the game on 10 minutes in, and it's a 17-point lead. So give me the Chiefs, uh, and give me Jacksonville. The third, I'll take a second. Macon, what do you have? Are you going to be weird about doubling up again? Do I need to go away if from... If it's a pick that I gave you, yeah. Kansas City? Yeah, I gave you that pick last night. <laughs> no, I said it first. No, 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 I gave you that pick last no, night. No, I, I, I don't, texted I don't you care. first. Your, your integrity is like, it's it's bogus. I said I was on stuff. Kansas City, and then later you said, I love Kansas City. It has nothing to do with you, believe me. Last week, uh, Steve... <laughs> believe me. I was on fire... Buffalo, Cincy, Miami, New York Giants, Washington football team, Do Notre, we have a, Notre Dame, like an applause sounder, fighting Irish. And this mm-hmm. week, I, I can't. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing any of it. Um, and so, I, I would maybe I do fade myself right here. No, I don't. Atlanta Falcons plus eleven. That game was very close the first time around until the fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta can toss it around the the yard to. Cordero Patterson. 
<laughs> the and, one player uh, on offense I actually know at this point. I hate all of these. Uh, Indy, minus nine. Uh, ugh. I'm going to tell you a line that stinks, but I'm going to take it is, is San Francisco. Three and a half, buy the half point, and bet it. Bet it big, because Seattle, we're fading them every fucking week, and San Francisco is a team right now that I think nobody wants to see if they slide in, and I think they know Mm -hmm. that, and they're starting to feel that, and I think that they get after this team. Don't overthink it, but maybe this is the week that Russ plays well, and I'm going to be an idiot, but uh, I'll be 2-1 and because I feel good about the other I'll go against Sean one. I'll go L.A. Rams. Atlanta, Indy, LA Rams. Good. I like this. I like this. Hey, Steve, thanks for uh, visiting us that one time, and and uh, and thanks for the the uh, insight on these games. And I hope everybody plays well this weekend. There we go. That's what we like to say. Okay. Uh, anytime you guys want to come up to the Capitol, let me know. We might come up to the Capitol. We should come up to the Capitol. The Military Bowl, Steve. Breaking news. Annapolis. The University of Virginia. We'll be I might just come up to the Capitol and just hang out with Steve that weekend. In the 2021 military and not bowl. go to the bowl game. We'll watch it on TV. Oh, let's go. Steve's house. Let's go to that game. game. Can we just spend a day with the troops or something instead? Okay. Steve. I love you. I love you, Steve. Take it easy, man. Love you guys. Yeah, he loves us. See ya. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. It is December. December 1st. Con? Today's is December 2nd, Yeah one of those days in December. I learned a few few days ago there's 30 days in November. You got it. Uh, but we are in December and we are the number one sports Christmas pod. Yeah. We're going to have a Christmas tree in here soon. Right? Yeah, like a big one. Big one. Branches sit, sit in right our between us. faces. We will podcast from inside a Christmas tree. Yes. Number one Christmas pod. Nobody likes Christmas better than us. All right. Well, you mentioned Christmas tree. Got a couple question, Christmas questions for well, you. Well, the first question I have for everybody here before you, you you interrogate us about Christmas here, Kingston, is what do you think about Christmas trees, fake or real Christmas trees? All all you guys in the back, raise your hand if you like real. Taylor's like fucking. Oh, there's five people here. Five people in the studio. Five of us like real Christmas trees. I know the sixth person who works in the podcast, Doctor Fax. Likes real Christmas trees because when he was a Jacksonville Jaguar, lived in a high rise. I like to tell this story. <laughs> when it was time to discard of the Christmas tree, he carried it to his eighth floor trash chute and dropped the six foot tree down the trash chute. Yes, and, he did. I mean, and he was discovered because of the trail of pine, of needles. pine needles going back to his apartment. Can you imagine he made that decision? No, I, I told you that story to say absolutely. just the other day. <laughs> Here's That's one. much better than uh, what my cousin did when he lived in Jacksonville. What did he do? He just threw it off his balcony. No. Yeah, yeah he didn't even discard illegal. it in the trash chute. Yeah. He just tossed it over. and. Uh, Was it like a busy thoroughfare down there? No, nowhere no, in Jacksonville is busy. It's yeah. a ghost town. 
I thought you were gonna say he went to a bunch of Jags games. Peep this tree. Yeah. When I was living on Ridge Street. Oh, that's a sad tree. That dude. boy made it to April. You had your tree in April. I do remember that. It was a rough year. Why what 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 was going on? Ah stuff. Really turned it around. April you had your tree yep. though. Mm-hmm. Was that the same year you dressed as a cat? Might have been the same year he slept on that in the, park bench. That, in the living room? That was a black bear. Um, no, actually, that's at, that's when I turned it around. I think that was probably the following um, Halloween, actually. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a long year. Matt, go ahead. You can interrogate us. All right, number one, eggnog. Where do we stand? It's a seasonal drink. Are you pro-eggnog, anti-eggnog? Do you like it with alcohol or plain? I'm pro-eggnog. I could drink a whole gallon of eggnog. Like if, if I was on, going to the chair, I could drink eggnog until the, I got to the chair. The electric chair? Yeah. Okay. I'm anti-eggnog. Um, I'm not saying this to be one of these people who hasn't tried. Like, like, like it's no dessert December for me, and somebody was talking about cottage cheese. I've never had cottage cheese on its own, at least. Maybe that you stick cottage cheese in something I'm not aware of. I've never had eggnog. Is it, um, it's, it's like delicious. milky? And then what's the, what's the liquor? Is that a bourbon? You can put whatever you want in it, probably. Yeah, there's a, there's a wide variety of options. Like Co- gin? Co- can I put gin in there? You could, but typically it's bourbon, oh, rum, yeah. or cognac. Gin? Speaking of gin, Fucking Christmas tastes hipster. like Christmas trees. Delicious. I had eggnog the first time the other day. Really? Highly recommend. Really? Also, I don't like bourbon, though. Well, you don't do have to have bourbon. Or, just drink the eggnog. It's yeah, like dessert. It's dessert. Also making cottage cheese. Salt, pepper, a little bit of olive oil. That's your dip for uh, oh, t- a tortilla chip. Ew, chip. No, I'm t- good. Really wow, good. Don't I'm, a, I'm kind of a texture guy. The I cottage got a, I cheese got, just is not appealing. I got a food thing for you guys since we're on Christmas. Scrambled eggs with crumpled up croissants in there. I tried that on Twitter. I figured everybody's had this. Ever heard of it? No, only from you. Dude, do it. This isn't even one of my bad ideas. This is one of my good ideas. I don't I don't have like croissants just lying around at home though. Fucking buy one, dude. Buy six of them while you're at it. Get some of that croissant toast. They make toast now. It's a whole loaf of bread that's croissant. You pull it apart, you put the, you crack the eggs in there, you're gonna say, I know how to make scrambled eggs. Barely, but I do. You crack the eggs. You don't turn the burner on yet. You go pre-burner. You go croissants. Scramble it up. Do your thing. I'm telling you. Trust me. Olive oil, salt. I like to heat up the uh, pan a little bit before I put food in it. Uh, food doesn't deserve to go into a, a, a cool uh, uh, vessel. Just try the croissant thing for me, okay? Okay. A little follow-up on the eggnog. If, if it's so good, Chris, why don't they sell it outside of the Christmas season? I'm all about eggnog 24 seven, 365. Nah, you, some things gotta be special. Like why don't, why don't we put up Christmas trees all the- Well, I like Christmas lights all year. I know we're probably gonna get the Christmas lights at some part, but I like Christmas lights all year long. Like I have a tree outside that I just kept with Christmas lights on it. And some people are like, why? Look at it. Yeah, let's go over there right now. Yeah. Do you guys decorate your house with Christmas lights? Fuck yeah, we do. Decorate my house? My house? No, yeah, no. your house, not, not just your house. tree. Trees. My house? No, just the tree. We do trees. We got some cool Christmassy like mantle thing going yeah. on. You know, looks nice. Yeah. Got some stockings. I'm talking about exterior though. Yeah, don't do I, that. I do some exterior trees. When I was uh, a wee boy, we used to put the candles in the windows. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that anymore. Colonial times when you lived in <laughs> when you lived next door to fucking Ben Franklin. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm all about the colored lights too. 
No, 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 no. My wife's not. But uh No, no, no. Only white lights. Yeah, maybe for you. Yeah, for me. I'm a little more nostalgic. White lights only. The colored lights say to me uh, that I'm a I'm going to have a good time. No, I think colored lights are great. Um and uh I think they say I'm going to have a good time this Christmas and I'm not taking it too seriously. The white ones especially if the, there's a difference there's like white ones and there's yellowish ones. You ever notice that? You no. never notice this? No, but now that you say it, maybe. Yeah, and then one of the two is really over the top. I think the bright white ones are really over the top. Yeah. Well, I think we're a warm white yeah. family. Yeah. All right. White is like from a Rhine's Jewelers commercial around Christmas. Seems like a good time to spend $2,000 on her. All right, hopefully none of you are listening to this podcast with your kid, but if you are, kid alert. When do you reveal that Santa is not real? Uh, trick question. Santa is real. Santa's fake. No, Santa is the feeling that you get around oh, yeah, yeah, Christmas cool. time, cool. you know? Yeah, that Santa works. is a... Uh, I think you can tell your kids... I don't know, it's an awkward question because I, I found out, we've talked about this before, because I snuck to the railing and looked downstairs and I saw they were mm. wrapping the Santa presents with the Santa wrapping paper. You know, mm -hmm. um, is this early to talk Christmas, guys? It's only December first. I, uh, but we're the number one Christmas podcast. Sports Christmas. Sorry, I'm sure there's somebody who's got like a killer Christmas podcast out there. They 11 months a year. They're just like they oh, bag groceries time. or something. They do uniques all December. Downloads. Oh wow! Yeah, there are quite a few Christmas podcasts out there. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Christmas ghost stories. It's a podcast. Christmas Past. It's a 90s Christmas podcast. Total Christmas podcast. All right. I'm Old Christmas Legends I'll and add More. I'll to the list. Two Bears, One Cave. Weird Christmas podcast. There's something for everybody, which also tells you that like the barrier to entry in our profession or mine rather, your side gig is like nothing. So don't ever feel proud that you're a podcaster. I mean, anybody can be a podcaster. Look at us. Do you guys give each other a present for Christmas? You know, he gave me some uh, half-used uh, thing of body wash. Half-unused. Yeah. yeah, depends on how you look at it. And then I got your real gift. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but probably neither do you. No, you got me a little jar of body wash yourself. Oh, I did? Yeah, you gave me that method. Method, a method stuff. yeah, but it's good stuff, that method stuff, but it was a full bottle. No, you gave me a little glass jar of it, my yeah. friend. Oh, yeah, but I put it in a nice glass jar. Clean yeah. too, not like the one that you've been yeah. scrubbing your unit and then, you know. Um, hey, one thing. I've gotten him many gifts over the years. I would like to spend a Christmas in Miami. Ugh. Matt said, no Christmas in Miami. I would like to do one warm weather Christmas. The Corona commercial. I know that's not Miami, but you guys, I think that's Mexico, actually. You know the Corona commercial? Yeah. Oh, Tannenbaum Snoop, with the... Snoop Dogg. No, no, not that that one. The one that actually... That Corona Christmas commercial got like two decades of burn, I feel like. And I just used to sit I there. remember that commercial. Yeah, with the lit up palm tree. Mm -hmm. It's just, oh, Tannenbaum. Somebody's whistling it. And you can hear the, the waves, you know, breaking on the beach. And it's dusk. It's beautiful. I want to go somewhere like that. No, thank you. Probably give, no such place. Give me place. 30 degrees. Chance of snow. We said to some folks, if you go and leave a, a five-star review, we'll have somebody send you something. Well, you said, there was no we. Yeah, You right. said, because I noticed when you said it, you were like, 
if you if you leave a review, I'll make somebody send you something. I was like, who is that? Well, shout out to Ninja CFS. We're tall, sending we're sending you a shout out. Tall Foster. Yep. PSU Clam and Devin H nineteen eighty nine. Uh, we we thank you kindly. We love y'all. And and um, this is the shout out we're sending. Is that right? Yeah, we're, we're sending, sending a shout you out. a yeah, shout yeah, out. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 And before we jump into James Coe, Chris, why'd you want Taylor to come up here? Oh, it's because Taylor hasn't gone to dinner with the inflatable doll yet. You lost a bet when the leaves were on the trees. Um, Welcher. Welcher. Uh, we the, don't want to do Valentine's Day? His face is, ooh, Valentine's Day, Reed. You got so the bet was, it was Jags, Broncos way back when, and Taylor and Reed and their respective teams. Good on y'all. Um, and Taylor lost the bet, of course. Uh, and the loser had to go to a dinner in a public place uh, with a inflatable doll. My mom asked me the other day. When's that happening? No, she asked me, what is the thing going on with you and Taylor and the doll? And <laughs> I said, oh, don't worry thing. about it. How'd you hear about that? And she was like, oh, my coworker said there's something going on with you and a doll. No, there's nothing going on with you and a doll, Reed. There's something going on with Taylor and a doll. Taylor just looks sick to his stomach because I think he thought he was in the clear on the doll thing. Taylor, Have we decided on a place yet? Let's decide on a place right now. Pick three restaurants. Draw them out of a hat. Anywhere in Charlottesville. Let's do it right now. Golden Corral is is a lot of... It's a we it's want a, high high traffic. A lot of traffic in Golden Corral. Yeah, I like Golden Corral. That's good. I bet you do. Yeah. We discussed Citizen Burger because of its geography here. It's right on the mall. Bodo's Bagel Bakery. Oh, Bodo's would be so good. Bodo's is so busy. Riverside Lunch. Shout out. Might go get a burger right now. Actually. Okay, that's four. Is that good? Yeah, sure. Okay. This is the the fair. <laughs> Taylor looks relieved. Because there's a good chance he's not going to be some good spots. Yeah. yeah. Well, he can get in and out of most of these well, quickly no, these too. Are, these are these are like full. We need to put a time limit on it. Yeah. We need to actually like. And he four, has to go when minutes. it's busy. He can't go yeah. off hours. Yeah, we've got to go during lunch or dinner, depending on the place. Okay, the last one you pick will be the one. Okay. A little credit card roulette style. Okay. Yeah. This is where he will not be going. Will not be going to. Fuck. Golden Corral. Okay. All right. Oh, he wanted to go to Golden Corral. Will we not, used to go every, before every high school football game, you remember this, we used to go to Golden Corral. I do indeed remember every that. Every fucking Thursday night and sit in the back of the pickup truck and, uh, and pack dips in the parking lot of Golden Corral. You wouldn't pack dips. No, wasn't even on the football team. No, he was just there. <laughs> Citizen Burger Bar. He will not be going there. Okay, He's we're very two. lucky. Bodo's is going to be rough, dude. Bodo's is slapping all day long, all year long. Riverside. He's not going to <laughs> race. going Bodo's. to Bodo's Bagels. <laughs> World Woo. famous. Uh, so, Taylor, we'll figure this out, but we need you to get to Bodo's Bagels soon because... So is this going to be like a breakfast type deal, like a breakfast date? Oh, we said lunch or dinner. No, it's going to well, be lunch I, or I don't know when they're most busy. Yeah, no, well, we'll, dinner we'll, call and get so you, we'll call and get you a resi. Yeah. Okay. Not that you need a resi there. But, you know, on this box, I'm looking at this box here, and it says love doll. And that's something this doll hasn't been getting a lot of. So it's time you take her out, and you, you wine and dine her. Maybe a deli egg. Mm. You know? Maybe a egg oh, salad. Like no bowl. 
What else, Sprouts. Like, what, what else do you think that doll? A little mustard. Put a little egg salad on the doll's face. <laughs> you know, wipe the doll's mouth. <laughs> you get the doll, doll in OJ. <laughs> Drink up. All right. Now into James Coe to talk Cope. about your cheating. Oh. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Visit TickPick.com. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge. TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of their NFL games. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. If you're like me and you can't wait to get back into an NFL stadium, visit TickPick.com. I got James Coe checking I got, in. I got James Coe. We got James Coe checking oh. <laughs> in on some fantasy football. The first thing we need to talk about, obviously, James, you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention off the top. The thing you saw on Twitter that you were interacting <laughs> with is making Gunner as a out in the open cheater. Macon, that's it's just and, and I love the fact that you confronted him and he gave zero F's. Zero. Not, none. I, I was worried that it was I almost put that at the end of the pod as a producer here because I thought he would go in the tank the rest of the pod being so embarrassed that he has no uh no shame. shame. Shame, but uh, ethics would be another word I would use. He's bribing people in the league. For those of you who missed uh, the last podcast, very few I'm sure. Uh, to sit Terry McLaurin on Monday night so he could end up, uh, what was it, sliding into the playoffs? Because you play me this week, you know you're losing. Yeah, right. Yeah, here's my deal. I've uh, I've made this offer a few times. Would I ever go through with it? Oh, so you're just... Who's to say? Just, oh, but it's wow. not it's not oh, illegal. Wow. You're backtracking now. It's not illegal to offer a bribe, James. It's illegal to accept <laughs> a bribe. So if the guy was like, yeah, I'll sit down Terry... That's when I'm calling the cops. Okay, so no cops. By the way, uh, the houses have a 66% win probability this week. Well, you haven't. Wow. You haven't filled out your lineup. I know that's true. So, uh, uh, empty running back spot. Not that I have anybody to put there, but um, James Coe. I need to ask James yeah, about ask this. Yeah, ask him about that because this is time sensitive and it will be. Um, well, it won't be relevant when you're listening to this. But what do I do tonight with Zeke and Tony Pollard with all of these rumors that Zeke is going to be on a pitch count to try to get him healthier? Would you play either, both, one of the two? Well, as always, it's always a little bit of a tough question, right? Because, like, what does your roster construction look like? Do you have depth behind those two guys? Uh, if not, I actually, I'm actually okay. Uh, if it's a deeper league, I'm actually okay playing both guys. Wow. Uh, to be honest with you, if you think it. if you think that both of those guys are going to um, perform reasonably well, so I think they're going to. I mean, play you make these decisions. Like, think about making these decisions in a vacuum, right? Like, would you play Zeke as a standalone player? If the answer is yes, okay, then you play him. And then in a vacuum, would you play Pollard it, it, as a standalone player? If that answer is yes, then in a vacuum, you you play both of these guys, right? So uh, that's kind of sort of how I approach it, but. It's also not ideal because you know you're not maximizing value by playing both guys. I have Eckler and Eli Mitchell who will also get starts, and then we have two flex spots. And so am I trusting an Odell Beckham who might be dinged and is only getting a few targets yeah, over sell, Odell, Tony Pollard? Buy or sell Odell. I am hesitantly buying 
right now because again sean mcveigh they're going to run 11 personnel pretty much all game long which means three wide receivers out on the uh, on the field at all times and odell's one of those guys right so um you know we saw him with double digit targets we saw him finally break through at the long touchdown matt stafford can get it out there uh unlike baker so i don't know man like i'm i'm tentatively uh, cautiously optimistic with odell in this Rams offense right now. By the way, just take all the money that you bought into the Fantasy Football League and bet the under tonight. The people listening, y'all's last night, our tonight on the game. You've been studying totals. No, let's just, let's just. And so that's why you're telling me to play, you're telling me to play Zeke and Pollard because they're gonna be fewer possessions. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I just think you just uh, hedge and, and, and bet the under and you probably make all your debt go away in the Fantasy Football League. Well, that idiot who didn't take my offer He's not making the playoffs. Who are you talking about? Wookie? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, yeah, d- misery loves company, doesn't it? Uh, hey, any weather considerations as we get down to this time of year, James Coe? Do you ever look at the weather and look at the, the snow coming up Monday night? The snow, where else is it going to be snowing this weekend? Chicago, Chicago, there will be some weather. I mean, like, w- w- do you look at that stuff late in the year as a fantasy guru? I do. I mean, a lot of it, I think, kind of impacts the quarterback more than a running back. I actually kind of look at bad bad weather as more of like a running back. Uh, maybe not a boon, but certainly, you know, it levels it off, you know, because, you know, coaching staffs are going to be a little bit more hesitant, I think, to throw the ball. Uh, in bad weather. So, you know, running backs should get decent work uh, in those kind of games. But yeah, and it really, really depends on the quarterback too. Like in weather, I'm really not that worried about guys like Josh Allen, guys with big arms uh, and also guys that could scoot, right? Like if you can move and are mobile a little bit, I'm a little bit less concerned about the weather, but there are certain quarterbacks and, and hopefully you've kind of sort of kept up with the trends. Like Jared Goff, for example, in bad weather is probably the worst quarterback in the NFL. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, there are certain players that I think get impacted more by it, but yeah, I think it's much more of a, Hey, what's, how's that going to impact the quarterback? And then of course the trickle down effect of like, how will that impact his pass catchers as well? I also think about like, if you got a, an offense that can get the ball out quick and get it to playmakers that can break tackles, it's hard to get your footing and tackle in situations like that. So I think like you could, and I don't know if you would play it this way, but as a former player, I look at that and sometimes I worry about the defenses and some big plays you can give up. Oh so yeah. It's going to be interesting in those games this weekend. Hey, James, we're coming down the, the home stretch in our particular league. We're going to do the draft in a second, get you out of here. But because James Coe is on the road, hence the, the, the <laughs> frame picture that says travel over his left shoulder. Make what, what's our draft uh, looking like this week? One running back, one wide receiver. Easy. PPR scoring. Are Easy. You, oh, you're prepped for this too? Totally. Do we know what the standings are? It's close. Yes? It's close. James has 15 total points. He won last Eight. week, the quarterback, running back. Uh, Chris, you're one behind of 14. Macon, you are two back at 13 total. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me at all. Nothing feels right to you unless you're winning. Uh, will you please <laughs> reveal who's... Who has the number one overall pick here? Yeah, yeah, and we got a rapid fire this draft, but we've got uh, Macon with the number one over pick. Finally. Good good on you. Okay. With the number one overall pick. James is two. In the running back wide receiver draft, I will select Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis. Oh, easy call. 
Man, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon, who's been absolutely on fire, takes on a Chargers defense again. Uh, ever since they lost Murray, uh, their linebacker, they just haven't been able to stop the run uh, whatsoever. So I think Murray's been on fire, playing at home, taking on the Chargers. I think he's got a great matchup on the board. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I'm going to take a quarterback, my safe bet. The guy's really helped me all year. He's playing in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a shootout. You're looking at me like it was a bad pick. You know, it's an interesting pick in a running back wide receiver draft. Oh, it's right. <laughs> Not I bad am. necessarily. Okay. Is there So we'll subtract all his passing is there, numbers. Is there is there a running back? Is there a running back that with the last name Herbert? Khalil, Khalil yeah. Herbert. They're, they're Khalil. Okay. Hey, by the way, the no. best part about this, make the best part about this is that this dude came in so confident. Look how confidently he made that pick, man. This is the guy who's winning our league. Too. Okay, okay. Well, I don't do it's two different exercises here. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll oh give you. I'll God. give you a running back or a wide receiver. Yeah, I'd rather give you a running back. Well, I think. you got back-to-back picks. Who did, so. who did you pick? Who did he pick? Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon. Fuck, I was going to pick Joe Mixon. <laughs> He's not even listening. You know, I got to produce a show. I got two kids. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Give me, give it. me Cooper Cup. Good pick. Yeah, because. Because he's at go. the top of the uh, projected <clears throat> points list, and uh, they play Jacksonville. And I feel like we have a theory here that since Clayton Kershaw stopped playing baseball, it's ruined the relationship between Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. The, the replacement friendship is over. They have to rekindle that this weekend at home. He's going to go to his security blanket. And I have a feeling like that I'm going to need to remind you that you are still on the clock. Oh, yeah, I am still on the clock. Running back. Give me Leonard Fournette. Nice. Yeah, I think he's going to score some touchdowns in the red zone this weekend against the lowly Falcons. James is up. That's a good one. This one's tough. Um, I will go with... Let me go with Mike Evans against Ah, Even better. I actually... Oh, man, you know what? I'm actually a little bit worried about that A.J. Terrell matchup, who, by the way, has been like low-key super good. Oh, that's great. Um, Good for that kid. I mean, to ball in that situation is uh, it's a motherfucker. Not only that, dude, he was bad last year, bro. Like, I don't, I mean, the turnaround for AJ Terrell, uh, it's, uh, it's been pretty impressive, but yeah, I'll give him his roses too, man. But uh, I think Mike Evans, maybe they get him away a little bit from AJ Terrell um, and he'll score a couple touchdowns. Okay. I like Chiefs big off a of bye. I'll go Tyreek Hill to close out this particular Yeah, that's game. great, great. Hey, James Coe, thank you so much. Enjoy the travel, and uh, we'll talk <laughs> we'll to you do. soon, buddy. Yeah, man. Hey, great talking to you guys. Yeah, likewise, brother. See you.